Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. So ladies and gentlemen, Ari is about to come on and rock your world. This woman is a powerhouse and making big waves in the world. So definitely stay tuned. Before we dive into that, I'm talking to you because you are becoming your greatest possible self. And I want to support you however I can, whether that's staying tuned to the 12-hour marathon or our podcast and getting the value there, definitely do that. And when you're ready to be a guest on the 12-Hour Marathon, I would love to have a conversation with you and see if it is the right time and if it's a great fit to help you get your message out to our audience. We'd love to talk about that. And when you're ready to create your own platform and launch your own message out to the world with a podcast or whatever else it might be, I would love to support you in that. We have quarterly masterminds where we help people go from zero to launching their podcast in 90 days or less. So whatever sounds great to you, resonates with you, take those next steps and definitely stay tuned to the marathon. You can reach out to me, facebook.com forward slash TH3 Burns, Instagram at I am millionaire Chris and Chris at beyourgps.com is the email. Chris at beyourgps.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. Keep growing, keep going, keep being your greatest possible self. Next up is the iTunes review of the week. This week it's by Christian Mojiso. And Christian says, great show. The host, Chris, is awesome. He brings high energy to every show and as a result, makes each episode exciting. He brings very knowledgeable guests to talk about business, but he isn't solely focused on business. He also provides powerful information about how to succeed as a person and become your greatest possible self. I highly recommend this podcast. Thank you so much, Christian. I appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for uh, receiving the beautiful, epic, powerful wisdom that our guests have to share. Because I agree, these guests are freaking phenomenal, like Ari, who's about to come on and blow your mind. So definitely stay tuned. And if you want to give us a review for the podcast, go to beyourgps.com forward slash iTunes. And it'll take you to the Apple Podcast Store or just search Greatest Possible Self on the Apple Podcast. And you can subscribe, get a new episode just about every day, and give us a review. Let us know what you love, what you want to see more of, and how we can improve the show for you. Thanks so much for tuning in and choosing to be your greatest possible self. I'm going to introduce Ari in just a second here. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen. I have a feeling that what we're going to dive into in terms of clarity and focus to build your brand and make a bigger impact in your business and ultimately create more profit, create more, uh, you know, just happiness when you're living your purpose, when you're succeeding in business. I have a feeling that there's going to be lots of tactics, strategies, and things that you can take action on right away. So grab a piece of paper, a pen, be ready to take notes, and definitely stick around till the end because one idea, especially in this modern world of uh, getting our message out in the world and social media marketing and, and, and having a business, being an entrepreneur, all that great stuff, like one idea has the power to change everything for us. So don't miss it. Stick around till the end. I know it's going to be a great conversation. Let's introduce Ari and then we'll bring her on. Co-founder and chief creative officer at Sikalofia. I believe Sikalofia, I believe that's how I pronounce it. Ari can cor correct me if I mispronounce it. Ari implements powerful branding strategies to provide distinctive designs for maximum impact via web, mobile, and or print. Additionally, she founded and hosts Creative Women's Co., serving as design consultant, mentor, and professional peer in support of fellow female entrepreneurs. I love it. Love that she's giving back. And Ari, are you ready to rock the house, Superwoman? Yes. Oh my God. I have been waiting till this day to chat more with you, Chris, and I'm super excited. Thank you so much for spotlighting me on this show and chat more about this awesome topic. Oh, we're going to have so much fun. It's going to be a blast, Ari, and we're going to dive right into the theme of today, which is the power of repetition. So we just want to hear in your perspective, what does that mean to you, Ari? Oh man, repetition. I feel like every single time I talk about 
when it comes to like branding and how you set yourself apart from others, right? Yeah. A lot of time people don't think about consistency. And I think that's on its own <laughs> is repetition, right? You have to keep using the same colors as your brand, mm. the same logo, and don't alter your logo by any means or shape or form. Because mm. when you do that, people start thinking like, okay, is that really your brand? Is this really you? Why are you changing? every single time there is no consistency and when people don't see consistency they lose focus right yeah lose, and lose focus them- and and trust right like oh, if it's constantly changing i don't know if i can depend on this yeah, it's just like when you have those friends you know i think everybody have these friends that they always change their minds like i think i want sushi today oh no you know what i think i want pizza today. it's like well come on <laughs> what is it that you want and i think that also resonate with every single brand, whether it's like mm. business brand or personal brand, you have to be consistent. You have to show yourself up there. Mm. And then you have to be consistent in terms of like, here's what we do. And so good. Exactly, so good. Right? And, and so, simple, simple too, right? I think people try to make things complicated and, oh, I got to change it. I got to evolve it. It's like, just say the same dang thing every time. Yeah. Simple, yeah. easy. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I think sometimes we just like overthinking it, right? Because yeah. we are so attached to the brand. We mm-hmm. are our brand most of the time. And sometimes we feel maybe it's a little bit too boring because maybe I want to kind of change it up a little bit. Mm. But when you start changing it up, bad thing happens. You know what? People can't remember. What do you do again? Because every single time we meet you, you say different things all the time. So we can't really place you in our like very short little place in our brain right now because we don't know which one is the right one about you so be consistent be simple and straight to the point Mm -hmm. i like that i'm sure we're going to dive into it even more ari and i know like uh if if someone says, Hey, I need a, I need a podcast or I need a website. I need branding help you like podcast is me, but for you branding and website, like you want people to instantly think of Ari, like any, anytime someone has a a website design, you know, that kind of thing, uh, you want them to think of you and you get to position yourself in those people's minds. And that takes consistency. Um, so can you share a little bit more about how you serve your clients and, and what you're standing for in the world today? Oh my goodness, yes. And here's the thing, Chris. I feel like being in the creative industry, right, especially in anything branding and anything website, it's a very fast-moving industry, but yet it's also saturated in a sense. So you got to figure out something to stand out. So one of the things that I actually did in the past that I would go to certain type of groups or certain type of events where not many people would think I'll be showing up. Mm. So that's one because you're trying to set yourself apart and thinking outside the box and really trying to see where can I go where there's no other Mm. web designer or brand designer or any people with web um, services would go to an event and start building my presence and cultivating relationship that way. Which is, I feel like it was one of the unique things because you would think that, oh, I don't want to be the only person who are a designer. I don't want to be the only person who are doing marketing. But hey, you have a really great advantage there because most of the time people probably think, oh, you really stood out because you're the only one here who are doing X. Yeah. Right? So, and I think that will be one big thing for you to think about. Where can you show up where people don't expect you to show up? But however, it's still relevant to your audience. Mm. So that would be a really great way to do it. And when people start thinking about, hey, that person showed up at the last event, we didn't expect him to show up, but actually do have questions about um, marketing or branding, whatever you actually do, it becomes interesting. And you become more interesting to them and you can start like very interesting conversation, get to the level, get to know them and build that trust right away. So, so, so Ari, I want to, I want to get like, put a theoretical example out. Would you say yeah. that someone, let's say yourself branding, um, you know, marketing, all kinds of great stuff, web design, 
like if you went to a conference that had um, legal and lawyers and people like that, attorneys, is that something that you're talking about? Like to go into a, if that, if they were your target audience, if you could serve them, that kind of stuff, is that somewhere where like it's a conference for them, but you go there because you want to stand out and you want to go somewhere where there's not a bunch of other um, branding experts or web designers and things like that. Is that something along the lines you're talking about? Well, yes, that is one option. But then again, I think you also need to look, look at, are they really your audience, right? Mm. Is that the type of clients and customers that you really want to serve? If it is, then by all means, I think that would be a really good opportunity for you to stand out there because you're probably going to be the only um, like brand designers in the whole conference. Everybody else is going to be like lawyers, which is exactly um, the type of customers you actually want to attract. So you get a really good advantage in there. However, though, if you actually surveying, let's think of a very competitive um, industry like fashion and beauty. That is very competitive. And the funny thing is that I feel like every single designer, myself included, always want to get involved in a project related to fashion and industry. That is probably going to be very hard for you to break into unless you have a very um, like niche market. Maybe you're only in the fashion and beauty that. Um, is giving back to, I don't know, third world countries or have mm. a set of um, niche, like maybe you're only serving um, fashion and, and beauty products that are very sustainable. Right. That could work. But mm. as long as you have like a clear idea who your customers are, um, where you typically go, and if you know that they're mostly going to be like the same target audience in one place, like the conference you mentioned earlier, yeah. you have a greater chance to really stand out and attract your target audience in the mm. same place. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is gold. Uh, a more practical example for me would be, um, I find a lot of authors, speakers, and coaches come on my, uh, platform to, to do like interviews and things like that. So I could go to a writing conference, like an author's conference, the people who are like wanting to write books and they didn't come there for, you know, podcasting to get on podcasts. They came there to master writing, but because it's an adjacent kind of thing of getting their message out, some people will not resonate with it. That's cool. And there will be some people who are like, yeah, I want to get my message out. I want more people to know about my book. Um, then I would network with those people. So that would be a, another example uh, in alignment with this. This is, this is great. This is good oh stuff. Oh my God. And I think that could 100% work because here's the thing. When you go to like any conferences that has a very specific topic, yeah. if you are serving them directly, but your product or services is completely different than what they have in mind when they go to the event, you stood out immediately because they was like, oh, this is new. What is this? Yeah. They got attracted to it because they want to know who you are. And it's like a great opportunity for you to just kind of loop them in and attract them. Well, basically like customer acquisition, that kind of thing. And, uh, using it at your own advantage, right? So gold. So gold. This is awesome, Ari. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So I want to go back into your journey. How did you become this branding expert and chief creative officer at Seekalofia? Oh my goodness. This is going to be quite a long, interesting story, but I'm just going to my best to make it short. Um, I'm originally from Bali, Indonesia, so I'm from a third world country originally, only raised in a very traditional family where my parents expect me to grow up, right? Um, I hope so. <laughs> go to school and then um, go to college and then yeah. get a job, got married, have kids, the end. Well, at least that's how I see it. Um, <laughs> however, though, I actually got engaged to an American guy. Well, he's a Polish guy, but um, he actually at that time came to Bali and just kind of get to know my family, that culture, everything. And he asked me one day, all right, how much do you actually get paid? I mean, like you look like you enjoy your um, work and everything. You're talented. How much do you get paid? I answered him $250 per month. And he was like, I'm sorry. Say, say that again <laughs> it was just like so surprised and I mean for us back a decade ago in Bali that number is like I mean it's okay right it's not ideal for us here in a virtual country I get that now but it was like a very interesting introduction for me to what else is possible out there so he introduced me to this like freelancing world that I got super interested in and I told my 
parents that I'm going to be my own boss and quit my job and <laughs> pretty much do realizing so bad decision by the way well not 100 bad but I wouldn't suggest that to other people unless you have specific plan in mind um however after a year of doing freelancing stuff um my husband and I decided that we we're going to build the company here in Chicago so I left my friends and family in Bali and moved about I think 2011 um to Chicago and pretty much build the companies and stand. I feel that it has grown into quite an interesting journey, to say the least. Um, just wanted to loop you in in terms of like things that just happened recently. In the past year, we pivoted our business, and we thought, or at least I thought, it was just going to be him and myself, like running the design studio kind of way. But it quickly becomes so much more than that, and I didn't anticipate that. However, it feels very exciting for us to go to a new direction with this agency model, and we just grown. I think it's 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 gotten to a point where you feel like if you do want to grow, you have to scale, right? Otherwise, you just can't do everything on your own, like twenty four seven. Probably gonna drive you nuts. <laughs> you definitely, yeah, definitely have to be prepared to delegate. To you know, mm-hmm. not. Not, I think it's it's a challenge when you become an entrepreneur. Most entrepreneurs are about doing the technician's role really good. I have a gift. I have a skill. I have something I want to serve people with. And then we quickly realize that we need a team to be able to truly share that and deliver that at the best level, you know, like at the, the highest level of performance of consistency, systems, automation, like we talked about repetition and consistency, like having a brand that delivers time and time again it's not just about being the technician showing up and banging the hammer so to speak it's or you know painting the the thing or doing the coaching there's a whole world of business that a lot of entrepreneurs have no idea about until they leap in and then start to discover it yeah and i agree with you on that one because you know sometimes as a entrepreneur you think that you're wearing so many different hats sure in your first one year go ahead and do that but mm. i think after one year you really need to start thinking about okay where can i spend my time the most like in the most efficient way mm. and how can i grow this so that i don't lose my mind because eventually the main reason you are doing this because you want to have the flexibility you want, the lifestyle you wanted, and you you're not doing this because you want to drive yourself crazy. So yeah. that is basically the end of it, right? Yeah, and, the, and you mentioned a year. I love that you said that number because what I hear in that in a year uh-huh. to try different things out, you know, wear all the different hats is within a year there should be some level of profitability to where you can start outsourcing things that we are not a genius at to uh-huh. to be able to stay in that genius zone. Is that something that you really advocate with your clients like to to find a um, a viable business model within a year that creates profitability and allows for one to expand the business? Not always a year. I feel like that depends on um, the business itself, right? I feel like a, around a year or two is mm-hmm. actually ideal because I feel even with us, and our first two years was very critical for us just to go out there because mm-hmm. you have to admit it. Nobody knows you unless you really go out there and market yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think there's there's a really fun discussion on a Facebook group that I'm on that they were questioning which one should go first. Should it go? Um, should it be branding or should it be marketing? Mm. In my opinion, both of them have to go hand in hand yeah. because whatever you need to um, base off your marketing is actually comes from the branding side. Because yep. whenever I think about branding, it's not just about how you're going to convey yourself and your business to the world. It's also about who are you really? If you don't know who you are, then how are you going to market yourself out there mm-hmm. and knowing who you really want to attract? So I feel like it's always going to go hand in hand. I don't recommend people to only do branding and then only do marketing to start. I feel like they should be um, collaborating with each other, right? And go hand in hand out there and then um, share what you do to the world and then slowly making that connection happen and build up your network. Yeah. 
This is gold. Gold, Ari. I know there's going to be people out there in the audience who are saying, hey, I'm at the phase where I want to uh, enhance my branding. I want to grow my branding. And I know we're going to dive into that conversation in a bit. Um, but for the startup entrepreneur who is not yet super crystal clear on how to get their branding right, on how to know who they are, what they stand for, their culture, their standards, their logo, their colors. How do they, how do they get started without like being overwhelmed and paralyzed? <laughs> I get that question so many times, Chris. Um, here's the thing. The very simple um, thing for people to really get to know who you are through three things right your brand messaging in terms of like your brand description or your business description meaning like um your brand statement so i think everybody should have that at least mm -hmm. and then number two any sort of visual identification so that could be your logo and a lot of the time we often suggest for everyone who bootstrapping or mm -hmm. even don't have any budget for branding at all just use your typography or like any text or fonts that you think would relate to your audience yeah. and just use that for now. If you really must have some graphic with it, mm. go to Upwork or any other um, places where you can really get quick help and just test it mm. because it's not going to make any sense for you, especially if you're bootstrapping or you're just like a startup testing an idea to spend a lot of money on branding. Mm. It doesn't make sense. Mm. I would suggest many like startup um people in our community to pretty much ignore hiring like branding agency you mm -hmm. don't need that right now you're just testing an idea and we don't even know if it's actually going to work until you're testing it and get feedback from your actual customers or at least um mm -hmm. your target audience right and when you do ready with that though then you can hire out because then you will have like enough funding to hire an actual designer or um marketing agency or even like branding agency to help you with the right and um, more polished brand identity. Yeah. I think the third one is basically um, your messaging. How do you really want to speak to target audience? Mm -hmm. If you're not talking in their language, then you're going to be the white noise. Yeah. You have to figure out like, how do you make them think? What are you really solving and what problem are you really experiencing? If you're not talking about that problem and being in front of them and telling, hey, you're experiencing this, here's how we help. Mm. That's pretty much all you have to do. You, have to, you don't have to make it like sound super um, luxurious because people want simple things. Just tell me what am I experiencing right now and how you can help me um, get this away from my life or like mm. help me move towards something that's... Um, even better, just tell me what it is that I need to care about and not just buy yourself, right? People mm. are simply like that. I feel like a lot of time when I saw a few messaging on a couple of different products, I was like, I'm not sure if this is for me because if, if I'm already thinking like, okay, I'm disqualifying myself from here, I'm out, mm. right? So unless you're really thinking like, okay, X, Y, and Z person, let's say Jenny, Jenny experiencing X, and we are going to talk about it this way so that Jenny will feel that this is her problem. Therefore, we're solving it this way so Jenny can talk more with us about this problem. Yeah. So you want people to basically self-diagnosing themselves when they interact with you and feel like, you're right, I do experience that, and I'm trying to figure out what to do about it. Can you tell me more? That is very simple. But until you figure out like how to make them tick, whatever you're putting out there is just not going to resonate with them. Mm, wow, this is powerful. And and the question of like, are you experiencing this and like the the pains of that? Uh, is there a difference in your opinion of in person conversations versus like social media on how to how to facilitate that? Like, is this you? Are you are you struggling with this? Is there any key distinctions that you make, or would you say that they're pretty pretty similar? It's just one's written, one's spoken. I would say the latter, yes, because uh, when you interact with people like one on one, whether you're like doing a demo or things like that, you can see how they interact or how they would react when you say certain things, and I feel like that's even more uh, valuable for you because you can literally see how they would uh, 
your facial expression would um, change and you kind of see, okay, maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe I should like tweak it a little bit so that they would have better ex uh, facial expression the next time. So I think when you do anything that's related to like in-person experience, that is a great data to collect. Mm. And I would actually um, encourage a lot of people to do that when they actually have a product that they can showcase to the public um, because then you actually get the data from life experiences. Whereas on social media or anything on the digital side, it's going to have to rely a lot with the visual and also the story that you're creating around that visual, whether it's like the messaging, the video, uh, things like that. It's going to be a little bit tougher, but if you are already understanding, um, here's how we're different, here's our target audience and what you're experiencing in terms of our, uh, their pain points and how you are solving that, I think it's, you're not going to have any issues converting them because what matters is that when somebody sees a video and they can picture themselves in it, in that type of situation, they're hooked. You already got them. It's just a matter of like, how are you going to sell that um, solution to them in a more of an inviting way? Not as like, hey, here's my buy stuff now. Not like mm -hmm. that, obviously. But it's a lot more like, we know that you're experiencing this and we've been there too. Here's how we can help you. It's a lot more inviting because then you're not being sold. Honestly, who actually likes being sold? I don't think anyone likes being sold. Maybe a salesperson. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. So that's that's good. This is so good. Um, first of all, I love how you said to see themselves in a video, see themselves in the marketing, the image, whatever it might be. You get to like pace whatever their reality is, whatever their emotions are, frustrations. And yeah. when you're in person, you can see that reaction and adjust on the fly there. So it's like you're able to react, respond quicker and change up the approach if it's not landing versus online, you don't have that instant feedback uh, except for a lack of engagement. But that could be caused by, you know, any point throughout the 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 content, the video, the the blog post, the whatever else it might be. Oh my god, yes. You yeah. hit it a hundred percent. And to add on top of that, if you really do want to understand their behavior online, right? I mean, there's a ton of research that you can do with them. Um, you can like even host a survey or create a survey or maybe even hire a research agency to really conduct this specific research to understand are they react to X, Y, and Z campaign um, as we expect them to, or mm. will they have like different um, input or feedback based on that so that we can build a better campaign that resonate with these specific audience. You can always test things out. And I think I'm a big proponent of testing things out because you are not going to know until you try it out and ask for feedback and then build on top of it. Mm. Is there a big difference in your mind or I would say what what is the difference between a startup focus mm -hmm. on branding and 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 um, let's say executing on branding and let's say a company that's more successful six figures like growing into a, you know a seven figure business or even beyond that um, what would you say changes in between those two phases about how to do branding. And I'm sure it depends on the industry, depends on the company, but is there anything that you that sticks out for you, Ari? I feel like in my opinion, startup doesn't really care too much about um, branding because they want to get like the customer acquisition right, right away, right? Because right? I mean, I was there too. I was at that stage when I feel like, okay, I just want to get as many projects as I can. I feel like it's not the top priority thing for them because they are just slowly starting to build that yeah. brand. They probably don't know 100% what their brand should really look like, feel like, or even like um, what really is the character of the brand just yet because it's, it's literally like this tiny babies that you just, <laughs> tiny babies, this like baby that you just like start um how do I say this, like nurturing and um, you solely want to introduce it to the world and everything. And it's going to take a little bit of time to really understand, okay, what's the character of this baby? Like mm. you're going to start seeing that maybe like a couple of years down the road after you hear like feedback from your customers and how others interact with your brand, how you're building the culture into the brand. It, it's going to need a lot more um like data and um, experiences and ex experiments. Uh, it's a lot to be 
include inside a brand. And I think that's how it's different when you are talking branding with slightly bigger uh, agency because they already understand that. They want mm -hmm. to make sure that their brand is aligned with their like market right now. They want to stay relevant with their market and they want to make sure that they can be the one that stay on top of the minds of their customers. That's why repetition is everything, right? My favorite brand that I love to always showcase as an example is Target. Like, mm. how could you not miss um, like a Target branding? It's always on point, and you can always expect the same thing over and over. But it's not just about the visual. I feel like a lot of the time. When you talk about branding, you only think about, okay, yeah, I don't need much about branding. It's just about logo and typography and colors. Like, well, <laughs> there's actually a lot more um, about it. It's like the experience that you really want to get out of a brand is really important because recently, just to kind of tell you a quick story, Chris, I got invited to a kid's birthday party. <laughs> it was my first, I think. And I did not know anything about this kid other than he's a boy, right? And I was going to target.com and I was trying to find, okay, I need a gift. Whatever it may be, I just need a gift. That was my goal. Mm -hmm. I just need a gift. And on the target.com, it, it went on to, I think, the kid's section or the kid's menu. And it asked me, are you looking for a gift? Is it a boy or is it a girl? It was so simple. Wow. It really hit me. It's like, okay, I just need a boy. And then it even break it down even further. And it's like, what's the age? And you speak the age. And it's like, here are the top gifts for kids around this age wow. for a boy. That is the experience. Wow. I don't have to take on the stress that I don't need. I got guided very easily. And I walked out with, well, not walked out, but I walked out <laughs> and um, got the gift that I needed, right? So it's the experience, it's that consistency, the mm. customer service, um, the messaging, and how you like guide the user easily to get the things that they needed, things that they wanted, and things that you can provide in a very simple way. This, this is, love it. I love the the visceral experience of like, yeah, it's supposed to be easy. You know, Target is a master of their, of their process of providing that experience for, you know, people to get what they need, the, the life necessities, the gifts, the um, things around the house, the groceries, the, the clothes, you know, it's like most of what people need could need is in Target, you know? And I think it's, it's really cool that they facilitate people finding what they need really quickly, like being a, an easy uh, experience. So that's really great. And then also, I know that there's there's uh, business owners who are tuning in, entrepreneurs who are tuning in, and they might be making some branding mistakes out there. What are you typically seeing are, are some mistakes that uh, companies, startup or growing companies, are making, Ari? Definitely the number one that I keep seeing over and over again is the thing that your logo is your brand. Your logo is not your brand. Mm. Um, your logo is not your brand. It's part of it and to be honest yes it is the big part of it the primary reason why is because it's the only visual representation of your company mm -hmm. right so people are um, people associate it easier because there's something that they can visualize and mm -hmm. identify okay this logo is your company mm -hmm. it's easy for them to um place that in their memory and remember you over and over. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the number one thing that I just keep hearing. And I wish, wish, wish um, all of our clients can um, tune into this. I hope they are. Mm -hmm. And making sure that they're not making that mistake again. Um, however, though, when you start thinking about your branding, I would make sure that you start thinking about few different areas in your brand. So meaning, Take a look at how you're really communicating your messages. If you are targeting maybe like corporation and you really are um, maybe targeting those big corporations that only talk in a corporate um, messaging or voice, then use that voice. Don't become a company that targeting corporate that is very corporate um, in a voice or tone for the brand that is very low and casual mm. it's just not aligned right mm. so you have to make sure like you are talking to the right people in the right tone and voice as well as 
everything else around your brand needs to also be aligned to mm -hmm. the user audience or the target audience that you're targeting. Mm -hmm. However, though, there's this one question that people also ask me all the time. So does that mean every single thing in my branding needs to be um, like a, a, a presentation that always align with the target audience? Well, the answer is yes and no. The thing is, you are also the brand, right? Yeah, yeah. In order for you to um, align your values with these target audience, it has to be a synchronization. So between you, your values, and the target audience values, are they a match? If they are, then you will be uh, you'll be pulling the same thread. Whether it's like we are communicating in a way that it's always maybe non-traditional. Mm. Maybe they love everything that is um, like super catchy, and we love catchy too. You have mm. things in common, so you're pulling the same um, like thread between your values and the customer's values otherwise it's just going to be one direction and we don't want that i think a engagement between a brand and their target audience it has to be like two ways so you're giving back um you're receiving it's always going to be the two ways and it's always synchronizing between the brand and the target audience yeah so that's i know that like having a dialogue having a conversation versus talking at someone is important can you dive into that a little bit more about how we can create that conversation the easiest way to actually get involved in your community mm. here's what we start doing we start creating events in the past i would say three four years ago and even just by doing a one-off event Mm -hmm. once every quarter it gives us an, a really good opportunity to interact with one local businesses which is our target audience and really trying to get into their mind and their day-to-day -day challenges like what is important for them right now mm -hmm. and then what is the challenges that they're currently facing and they're still haven't figured it out and is there a way that we can actually help them it may not be related to our own services but mm -hmm. we have like other people in our network that we can refer them to so i think in a sense we want to make sure that we can be the a service to them it doesn't have to be the exact services that we are offering but in a way you want to build that bridge and build the connection that you needed so that they can slowly um, consider you as people in the network and also trust you and building that trust is definitely a key because no matter what you do and what industry you are building a trust and building your network is the greatest thing for building your business because mm -hmm. someone told me <laughs> someone told me that you are network is your network and i honestly think that was very cheesy um i still think it is cheesy however <laughs> it is 100 percent true yeah I, I can't say that more um or, or like say it enough it hmm. has to has to do with your network because we are not doing this alone if we were doing this alone that would be very sad but there's people like you who are also like curating this amazing lineup of speakers and professionals and leaders. And we're all here to just share like, okay, here's what we know. And I hope this is going to help you too. And we just wanted to do it because we're hoping that all of these resources can help you in any way, shape or form and help you succeed. That is all we want, right? And I think when you do that to the world, it reciprocated back to you, and you just think of it just you're just gonna get better karma or good karma. Mm -hmm. That is it. This, so, this is, I yeah. love that, and I love what you said about um, like community events, putting on mm -hmm. things, and your your target audience is local, you know, Chicago business owners and small business owners and things like that. And for people online, what I've found is even hosting some kind of zoom conversation like a networking facilitating people who may be able to get value from each other you know whether it's it's you bring in other professionals who are like you just a a broad scope networking type of thing or if they're you're bringing in your ideal clients together so that they can share information with each other and get to know each other and create like new relationships from that you know there's so much that we can do with technology today it's and 
to be perceived as an even more trusted authority. Like if you're the person who's putting on those kinds of events, Zooms or live events, like it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be super expensive or extravagant. Just deliver something that's quality, that's fun, that's enjoyable and has people connect with each other and like speaks to your brand and what you stand for. And then like that's that's so powerful uh, to, to really stand out in people's minds. Mm -hmm. And I think that really put you in a position where you are on top of their mind, right? Yeah. You are seen as the expert in the industry and they they will come to the event because they have this one questions that they want to hear right from the source, yeah. whatever that source means, an expert and generally just want to connect. And I think mm -hmm. if you use that opportunity in the right way, you're not only getting this connection and building the network itself, but you're also hearing directly from your target audience. These are people who really want to connect with you and hear from you. And you're really listening to what they want or what they're struggling and how you could potentially provide them a solution. It may not 100% sure, 100% related to your um, core services, but maybe it could be something that you could build as the passive income. Maybe it's a course that you can build because after maybe creating three events, you keep hearing over and over the same people experiencing X problem. Yep. You can't serve all of them all at once, mm -hmm. or maybe you could. However, you can still turn that ideas or that specific challenges that they're facing into something else that you can possibly offer um, as a passive income. So yeah. that's a different way to think about like testing different ideas or like putting yourself out there to connect with your target audience and really listening in what their current challenges are. Yeah. And, and how can someone know what the challenges are unless they're having conversations, unless they're, yeah. you know, connecting with people. And I think a lot of people are waiting for the clarity to come versus saying, Hey, I'm, I'm just going to get on the phone with you. I don't know like what we can do, but let's jump on a call and see what we can do, how we can support each other. What's going on. What's important to you. You know, I love how you said like, what's, what's in their day-to-day -day life. What are, what are the challenges, struggles? You don't necessarily have to ask it like that, but just have a conversation and care about people. And that stuff mm -hmm. comes up like, Hey, you know, like what's important to you. I'm going on vacation but I'm super afraid of leaving my business because I don't know if it can keep going without me. You know, like that stuff, like just through conversation and caring about people and saying, yeah. Hey, is there anything I could do to support you? Anything you're looking for resources, connections, just be, be in that kind of generous servant service uh -huh. mindset and like the solutions come. I agree hundred percent with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so good. So, um, you mentioned a couple of mistakes that people might be making with their brand. Um, you mentioned that the brand is not someone's logo. Um, how important is it to get a logo that represents one's company or one's business? Like if someone doesn't feel aligned with their logo and they've like tried a couple different ones, but they just can't find something that's fitting for them. What do you recommend to those people? That is a very interesting question. <laughs> Here's the thing. When it comes to logo, there are a lot of different approaches yeah. to designing a logo. And even on its own, there are a lot of different styles to a logo. And I feel like for every single company's or even a personal brand, it's going to look different from one person to a person because then you're really looking at who is this brand and what the character of the brand really is. Hmm. And um, to really capture all of that goodness and how you want to communicate yourself to the world can be very complicated. And a lot of the previous clients that we've worked in the past, they would come um, reach out to us and say, hey, can you whip up a quick logo for us? Um, and we need it by next week. It's like, well, I could, but I'm not 100% sure if it's really going to um, speak directly to your brand and really represent you in the right way. Right. Um, because when you start thinking about a logo, it has to really have the right concept. Meaning that it really captured the essence of your brand. So thinking of colors, thinking of the um, typography or type options that you are using for the brand is very important. Mm. Why do I say it's important? Every single person, you and I probably have totally different character, right? Mm. I'm like very mellow sometimes and I could be like very elegant one time, but 
here's the thing. When you start thinking a few of these words that I just mentioned, um, maybe it's like modern, maybe it's super simple, maybe it's mm -hmm. traditional, maybe it's more edgy. All of these words are associated with the right font or the right topography mm -hmm. and even the right color. Have you heard about color psychology? Yes, yes, it's incredible. Okay. Fantastic. So when you start defining who you are as a brand, you will have all of these um, keywords, you may say, or a brand character that you have. And you start thinking, okay, if I have a brand that is very welcoming, right, very warm to people, mm -hmm. you're not going to put blue to your color. That is a disconnect 100% already. Mm. When you want something to be very warm and welcoming, you will think about something along the lines of a hot color, like probably going to be like orange, or mm. maybe it could be yellow. Whatever those association might be, you're going to start consolidating all of those into one process. So you already picked the color, maybe that going to be some of the color palette that you'll be using. And now you start thinking about the type. So what font really resonates with something that's a lot more um, welcoming, something that is not super rigid, something that is not traditional, something that will look like timeless and modern. So you probably will not use anything that is script because that would probably be too mellow, I guess, like too wedding-y. Mm. Um, you're probably going to use like font that is on the long side of maybe um, – Ariel or anything that is sans serif, right? Anything that avoid saying or screaming, hey, I'm super traditional. Mm. You're not going to want that. So um, that's already like two things. And in terms of like finding another um, mark or some sort of like graphic to really put all of these together, <laughs> that's, I wouldn't say even harder, but at least it will be very challenging if you're trying to rush the process because mm. you really need to look at what will be the best representation that will make this like a full circle for the yeah. brand? So maybe it's um, related to anything that um, with the graphic for a teat for dentists. Mm. I mean, if you see a teat in any shape or form, you probably think about dentists. Right. Everything else in between, maybe about um, milk or any water kind of thing. Then you'll see like the wave or some of the uh, graphic of like a drop of water or anything like that. Right. You immediately associate it with, okay, that probably is a water or beverage um, company. So there's a lot more complex processes behind it though. Sometimes people don't really understand how do you come up with the logo. Mm. Um, it's like every, <laughs> so everything really, is purposeful. Everything has a purpose. Yes, and I think some exactly. people just slap things together and it's like, well, do you know <laughs> the subtle like programming or thing that, that 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 is conveying to your audience to your ideal client is it is it pushing them away is it disconnecting or is it like aligning yes. and bringing resonance and and closeness mm -hmm. i think the word that we're looking for is intentional right i mm, think yep. when you are trying to create the brand it has to be intentional mm. not only just for you but also how it will impact your own customer or your target audience at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. All right. This is gold. I want to talk about your, your love of serving uh, women, you know, like women's empowerment and, and local women. Tell us a little bit more about why that's a big part of your life and, and supporting uh, women owned businesses and things like that. Oh man. Okay. I am the first um, born of my parents daughter so we actually well I have two younger sisters so I pretty much grew up with a lot of females around me <laughs> and when I moved to Chicago starting and building everything from scratch was super scary and mm -hmm. to be honest it was really overwhelming for me because I honestly have no connection whatsoever but I got a chance to get connected with great communities here for women entrepreneurs and that has really helped me build who I am today and the company that we have today mm -hmm. and in a sense I feel like with all of these feedback and the mentorship and everything that I have received I just feel like I, I do want to give this back because imagine seeing myself again in the past and not getting all of these 
amazing gift it's wow. just going to be devastating for me because then i would probably give up on my dream right wow. and my own boss anyway um so i would say that was the biggest drive that i have because i would always want to share what i have known today um to people that maybe have not figured it out yet yeah. and we facilitate a lot of educational events to make sure that hey here are options that are available if you do want to leap into like entrepreneurship we can help you however if that's not one thing that you actually want to take the leap on there are a few different um, ways that we can still support you where it's like um, different panel events or maybe like speed mentoring things that we also do it's just like for us to really get back and see how we can empower others. And um, it just goes back to the thing that we, I think we talked about earlier, that we shouldn't be alone in doing all of these. And I feel like we all um, need to support one another. And it's not a cheesy thing I feel like it is real because the connection that you build from all of these experiences are just going to make you feel a lot more fulfilled. And you never know where your next clients actually come from. and Good karma is always good karma, right? Mm. Yeah, and and like not only that, but it's like it might not even be the client, but it could be a lifelong friendship. It could be uh, someone who refers someone to you. It, it's like you never know who's going to show up in what space, what time, and what their gifts are to bring to you. But if if someone is like locked in their room, so to speak, working on their business in isolation thinking that we have to like grind it out and like it's all about like just putting in all this time and energy but not like actually going and making it about the people and the connection and the lives that we can touch and the and and brainstorming together coming together to create like greater visions than we could even have alone uh, asking for help you know like even even though you're putting on these events you can still ask people for help you know like even if you're the host the the founder of an event you could say hey this is what I'm still looking for I, I want to grow my team I'm still attracting new clients and look for new clients you know it's like to put that out there in the world how else is anybody supposed to know or be able to support you unless we voice yeah. that and speak that you know i don't think a lot of people actually have the guts to ask right mm -hmm. i mean i'm guilty of that too in the past because i wanted to have or get something but i'm afraid to ask because mm -hmm. i'm afraid that people are going to say no i don't want to help you but mm -hmm. here's the funny thing when you actually voice that out even if people around you don't want to help you, the universe will help you in its yeah. own weird way. Yeah, yeah. But um, I do believe in that because you just need to voice it out there. And I know sometimes, mainly for startups, they would say like, oh, if I voice it out and I tell the world about it, people are going to steal my ideas. And well, what exactly is the chance people steal your idea compared to helping you? So um, I just have to like get that, um, how do I say this? Like, move over the feeling of like rejections and mm. just like embrace that. It's like, if people don't want to help me, that's okay. Mm. Um, but it's not, um, it's not a big deal if people are saying no. It's just the point of you asking and mm. see who are willing to help you grow and help you succeed. Yeah, and I think one of the greatest gifts of becoming an entrepreneur or a visionary or whatever is being willing to speak about something that you believe in and stand for it. There's going to be criticism. There's going to be, um, you know, devil's advocate thinking people yes. who, who think differently than you. And yeah. it's through that refinement of sharing the idea and yeah. finding out who resonates with it, the, the clarifying questions that people ask, because some people might be like totally hundred percent aligned and you just, you speak it and they're like, yes, I'm there. I'm with you. Whatever I can do. I am, I'm like a loyal uh, part of your community forever and there might be some people that are like halfway in between like sounds interesting i don't quite get it can you explain a little bit more about this and then there's going to be people who are like stop talking like i don't even want to hear you like whatever you're talking about usually we don't attract that kind of person but hey you might you might run into them at events and different things like that you can't take it personally you just gotta like let it roll off your back you know one time i challenged myself and i I think I downloaded a wallpaper for my computer and the title says, haters gonna hate. So <laughs> basically that was a really good reminder for me to yeah. just be upfront in terms of like, not everybody's going to be 
um, like your customers. Not everybody is going to be the perfect fit for you because you are not meant for everybody. Mm. There's going to be like specific niches, specific target audience that will resonate with you and that will be your best customers. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. So Ari, I want to begin wrapping it up by uh, telling our audience what are the ways that they can get involved with you? Uh, how specifically do you serve your clients in, in taking those next steps? And how yeah. can they do that? Well, there are a few different ways to connect with me. Obviously, I'm all over the social media. So you can always connect with me on social media or on our website at Sikalofia. So that will be cklph.com. And in terms of like in real life experiences, if you are, if you are here in Chicago, there are plenty of events that we put out every single month. So definitely reach out and check us out on, um, you know, the Chicago scene here in Chicagoland area. Love it. Okay. So I want to, I want to rewind and go through those websites and social medias uh, again, just to make sure we got it and it's yeah. dialed in. So definitely your name, www.ari and then uh, Krizizek. I don't know how to specifically pronounce it, but we'll no spell, we'll, we'll spell that out for everyone. It's A-R-I. K-R-Z-Y-Z-E-K.com. So that's your uh, website. And then Sikalofia is on um, uh, social media. And that's at C-H-Y-K-A-L-O-P-H-I-A. Okay. And then Mm -hmm. also you mentioned the website. Can you say that one more time as well? Yeah, it's C-K-L.P-H. Well, actually, um, C-K-L-P-H.com. C-K-L-P-H.com. Beautiful. I love it. There's there's so many awesome places to get a hold of you. Right? This is this is just beautiful. And so with those different ways to connect with you, what specifically can um people people get help with? I know I mentioned like web design, branding, uh-huh. is there anything else you wanted to let us know about that? Yeah, so um we also um, often help businesses with their brand strategy. So say that you actually looking to enter new markets or your vision have changed in the past year into something that is completely new or you just pivoted. We also help with that through a discovery session and branding strategy. So okay. think about branding strategy and the website for anything on the web. So think about um, WordPress or Shopify or anything e-commerce and even like web application. We also help other clients with those specific services. I love it. I love it. So really the best thing to do is to connect with you, have a conversation. Is there a yeah. best way to do that? Do they just message you on social media? Oh, uh, the easiest way will be going to our website, cklph.com. And there should be like a really nice big button that says start a project and we can always start from there. I love it. I love it. All right. Awesome. So those are great. And everyone definitely connect with this powerhouse woman, especially if you're in Chicago and wherever you're at in the world. If you want some help with your brand strategy and your branding and uh, you know web design, there's so many different ways that you can support people. Ari, I love it. And I want to wrap it up with the final takeaways, what you really want to drive home for our audience to help them become their greatest possible self. Get out there and delivering a simple message. If you're still talking jargons, please don't. We just very simple-minded people and just talk in plain English. It will be very easy to get other parties to really be interested in your conversation too. Just be in a loop and just like be modest and it will come around. So remember, consistency is also big. Mm consistency. I love it. Going full circle. Ari, you are a champion. Thank you so much for coming on here. And any woman whose life you touched is blessed because of your uh, just light, your love, your wisdom in branding and marketing and all that you're doing in design, uh, as well as any business that you're working with. I really appreciate you sharing your wisdom with us here. I know we're going to be growing and impacting lots of people's lives together. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Thank you so much for this opportunity to chat with you. You're welcome, Ari. We'll see you soon, okay? Bye. Bye. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the 
difference in your life? What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality and make every day your best day ever.